This is David Rovix, and you are tuned to 3CR, 8.55 a.m., Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. Welcome to the Climate Action Radio Show, which can be heard on Community Radio 3CR in Melbourne and Skid Row in Sydney. My name is Vivian Langford, and salut Babette. We'd like to pay our respects to elders past and present and pay tribute to the decades-long legacy of Aboriginal fights for land rights and against the destructive mining projects that are fueling climate change. In particular, we acknowledge the Wangan and Jagalingu cultural custodians and their ongoing opposition to coal mining on their lands in central Queensland, and to the Gomorrah traditional custodians continuing opposition to coal and gas on their land in New South Wales. It is vital at this late stage in history that we all learn to care for country. It will always be Aboriginal land, and now is our time to all stand up for and protect it. This is Stephen Pigram from up Broomway, Yauru country, and it's great to be down in Melbourne and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Been here for a long time. Oh, it's an unusually hot day in Sydney. We are standing outside the New South Wales Parliament, which is covered with a picture of its facade as they are restoring the building inside. Lachlan Macquarie would have walked around here when it was the Rum Hospital. In the year the first part was complete, 1816, he ordered soldiers, quote, to rid the land of troublesome blacks. And the tragedy of the Appen Massacre occurred. Appen's just southwest of here. Now, only a few days until the referendum in 2023, Here's our chance to hear the voice of one of the First Nations who are protecting our great artesian basin up in the northwest of New South Wales. They are the Gomoroi, and they want you to lend a hand. The cry is, make history, save the Pilliga. Bernie Hobbs, who's a former ABC Science presenter, is their MC. She introduces each speaker, and we'll start with uh, Raymond Bubbly Wetherill and a group of young people doing a dance. The threat to their land is Santos Gas Company. The threat to the Liverpool Plains food bowl is that underground water could be contaminated forever. On the stage were retired wharfies holding up the banner in all that heat. And in the crowd were New South Wales farmers, knitting nunners, Country Women's Association and Lock the Gate Alliance people. I love these occasions where country and city are joined together. Let's get started. Hey, 
Now, Bubbly, that was an excellent show, and he did say he loves a chat, so we are a little bit over time, but we're just going to tighten the ship because Nick Clyde from Lock the Gate, who's one of the organisers, has told me I'll be fined $10 for every minute we go over. And uh, even when I was working at the ABC, I wasn't making much coin. So uh, we're going to try and run a really tight ship here this afternoon. So we've had our beautiful performances. We feel a bit in touch with Gomoroi culture after that. We've delivered a message to Santos Direct, but now we're going to hear from 10 speakers representing all different parts of the people who are here today. And when I say 10, I don't mean 10 by 10 minute speeches. These are really tight speeches and I really want you to give the love and support for our speakers. Also, and I suspect this is one of my knitting nanas compadres, someone dropped a senior's opal card. Oh, bloody Yuri, get up here. All right, come and collect it. Up for the knitting nanas. Oh, they... She was just in court yesterday after being arrested for the rising tide action in Newcastle. All right. The conviction was quashed. All right, now, our first speaker is Gomoroi leader, campaigner and advocate, which sounds pretty impressive, but if you know anything about Sue Ellen Tai, who's come all the way from Coona Barabran, I don't think there's anyone who has done more on the ground to stop coal seam gas and to protect the Pilliga. Sue Ellen has been working tirelessly with unions, with mob, with everyone, running community meetings. Um, she didn't want me to go on too much, but it's hard. It's hard not to, Sue Ellen. Um, and Sue Ellen knows about that four minute time limit and she's given me a wind up signal that she's probably gonna ignore, but I'll be using it. Would you put it together for Sue Ellen Ty, Gomeroy leader, campaigner and advocate, Sue Ellen. that auspicious um, welcome. I just would like to, I've got to get my speech up because it's one of those things where technology doesn't want to work with you. So I'll try again. Yeah, I don't do this by myself and by no means is it only an individual effort, it is a group effort. And way to show up, Gamilaroi mob! Well, I'd like to thank Aunt Rhonda for her gracious welcome to country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. We acknowledge and respect the elders and people and ancestors of this land. We will walk and talk and conduct ourselves and conduct business in the manner which reflects 
and befits the oldest living continuous culture in the world. Woo! To the Coonabarabran community, I take... Where are we? Yeah! <laughs> I take this opportunity to acknowledge and thank you for the continued support and strength in this battle before us. We are a small rural community which punches well above our weight and shines like a shining beacon to others. We did not and will not falter in the battles and the tragedies that will befall us. Today we gather here to save the Piliga and the Liverpool Plains from the environmentally destructive fossil fuel company Santos. Boo! We have come from many walks of life to be here. We stand in solidarity. Solidarity. Shout out the Gomeroy mob. Shout out the unions. Shout out the Country Women's Association. Shout out the farmers. Shout out the Lock the Gate. Shout out to everybody that's standing here today. Let them buggers inside hear us. Woo! We're here. It is with the collective fortitude we demand the state and federal governments to stop extraction, the consumption and the selling of fossil fuels in this country. Shed the shackles and the chains of fossil fuel industry. We must transition with all haste to green and renewable energies. Yet the current and previous state governments Independent Planning Commission, National Native Title Tribunal continue to pave the way for the destruction of our traditional lands. This needs to stop. These rigged processes ensure product, projects such as the Santos Gas in the Piliga are given the green light. Each to each, each deliberately ignores the First Nation peoples, all the while expecting us to believe their self-serving political propaganda of procedural piety. So what do we do? So what do we get as Gomoroi in exchange for the extinguishment of our native title? We get destruction of our cultural lands and sites. 95,000 acres of specialised forests destroyed. Stage one, 850 gas wells and accompanying infrastructure. To date, no less than 22 toxic spills. Destruction of specialised water and ecological systems. Devastated flora and fauna and nature. Exacerbated threats of bushfires. Toxic salts. Fugitive gas emissions. Contamination of the Great Artesian Basin. Global warming. And that's just the beginning of the list. There's more, watch this space, there's more to come. So, what are we? So as a Gomoroi nation, what do we have in the Piliga? We from the Gomoroi nation, as all First Nations, continue, maintain our identity and connection to country through our stories, our laws and our cultural practices. You witnessed some of those today and what a great um, way for the Gomoroi mob to step up. Thank you very much for that.
the Pilliga Forest, the Gomoro Nation has emu and kangaroo tracks and grinding grooves carved into the sandstone, stories visualised in the landscape, middens, tool and weapon manufacturing sites, bush tucker, bush medicines, men and women's law, ceremonies. These have been in existence long since the pyramids of Giza, multiple times, two, three times older than the pyramids. We have trees that have been standing since before Captain Cook and the first fleet. Yes, we are the oldest living culture in the world. This is the First Nations badge of honour, which was earned with the very blood, sweat and tears of each generation. Our DNA is in the very soil of the Pilliga and the Gomoroi Nation. When, so when our traditional lands are dug up, trees are cut down and ecosystems decimated, we feel this pain as if we have been struck ourselves. Our people, culture and traditional lands continue to be commodified by those who do not have the cultural or moral authority to make such decisions. The constant pursuit of nature's gifts, gifts, both rich and rare, by current and past governments in partnership with the gluttonous fossil fuel industry only seek to fatten their purses. Shame! Yet First Nations people in this country, Australia, in 2023, live below the poverty line. So in the last message, and I'm going to try and stick to the three, um, we endure, we are still here, and we are the warrioresses and the warriors just like our ancestors. We will continue to fight for our traditional lands. This is our testimony, our strength and our courage. We stand steadfast in solidarity. To everyone here today, and those sitting behind that facade, the facade, the fake facade, oh, doesn't that fit well? The fake facade, we send a message to them. Stop the pillager being pillaged by Santos. Stop Santos. Stop Santos. Stop Santos. Save the pillager. Make history, save the Pilliga. Make history, save the Pilliga. Thank you. Thank you, Sue Ellen. Give that up for Sue Ellen Ty. Uh, I did do a running count, Sue Ellen. My fine is currently at $200, but I think for what we've seen here from Bubbly and you, it's money well spent, yeah. And one thing I will guarantee, we do have some politicians speaking. These are all politicians who are fighting to protect the Pilliga with us and they have all been briefed not to go over a minute. So um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be very tight on that one. So our second speaker, another Gomoroi campaigner, Carla Kinchella. Um, she's an organiser with Lock the Gate up in Narrabri. She drove here picked up another crew on the way, she's got family, she's got mates, she brought a whole bunch of Gomorrah mob down here today. Would you please give over to Cara Kinchella from Lock the Gate, Narrabri. Gomorrah woman. Yama. 
Um, I just want to start to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land. I brought Uncle, Uncle Bubbly up here. He lives in Sydney. He, he does things the right way and culturally appropriate ways for us to be able to travel down here and do this properly. Um, but we, we want to stop Santos. We got with, these, with all these groups here today. You know, we're working together. We want to stop Santos. I had something written and I left it back there. I apologise. We want to acknowledge the attack on Gomorrah human rights that the government's doing to us and how our fight, no matter what we do, they're refusing to listen to us. They're refusing to acknowledge our rights, our language, our connection to our sacred spaces, our sacred landscapes. Northwest New South Wales is under attack from mining, not just from coal seam gas, it's from coal as well. We need to change. We need to, we need to move into a more sustainable future. That's not just for us Gomorrah people, that's for everyone. Everything that we do is for everyone. Uh, well, we're just going to continue fighting. There's nowhere in the federal court. We're waiting on a decision from the government and whether they're going to listen to us and acknowledge our rights over the Pilliga. Um, we know they're not going to listen. And that's the thing, that we have to still come here and we still have to raise our voices. And the, and the procedures set in place are set up to fail our people, to take us away from our cultural responsibilities and our rights to country. And we need to change that. There is only unity in community. Let's all go together. Yahoo. Oh, thanks, Bubbly. I love that. There is only unity in community. Beautiful words. All right. You're listening to the Climate Action Show, and we're at the Stop Coal Seam Gas Rally in Sydney. Now we're going to start hearing from our political representatives. Now, Roy Butler is the member for Barwon, and he campaigned on or he was elected on a platform opposing the Narrabri gas project and he represents the community where Santos wants to build the Narrabri gas project. He's an independent. Please join me in welcoming for his short presentation, Roy Butler, member for Barwon. G'day everyone, uh, fantastic to be here and uh, I really want to thank you all for taking the time to be here. I'm proud to be here representing my communities and representing all of you, representing all of you who oppose this. And I look out in this, in this group and look at the diversity. You know, CWA, Knitting Nanas, you've got to be a bit scared of them. Um, we've got union movement, we've got lots of people here. You know, when I look at this project in 2018, when I was first elected, I travelled the electorate. It was the peak of the worst drought in European history. The only place, the only place that we were getting water for anything was out of the ground. Without that resource, our towns would have been emptied out. We cannot place groundwater at risk, and that is what this project does. The most precious resource we have is water in the west. And if it's not raining, we need to rely on that groundwater. This project does not stack up environmentally, socially, economically. Do you know every year we export 3,000 petajoules of gas at ridiculously low prices? Why would we place our groundwater and our prime agricultural land at risk when just a public interest test on exports or a domestic gas reservation policy 
would look after people in Australia. Why are we looking after other countries before our own people and protecting our water and land? We've got massive disruptors coming. You've heard of the Port Kembla, the squadron, uh, squadron gas import terminal? What's that going to do? When AMO says the gas at the wellhead for Santos is $7.41 a gigajoule, if you've got cheaper gas coming into the country, a project that's already unviable and risky looks even more unviable and risky. It's a project that should never have gone ahead. Other proponents walked away from it. Frankly, Santos should walk away from it as well. This project will, as it did in Queensland and the gas fields in Queensland, create division in the community. Farmer against farmer. First Nations people who want to protect their cultural assets and their land. This is not something that any government should ever consider. Food security feeds into national security, sovereignty, independence. We are placing all of that at risk by risking our groundwater. Great Artesian Basin sits under 22% of Australia, a big chunk of it under New South Wales. So many of my towns, we got a shout out for Canamble. Yeah. We've got a shout out for Walgett. We've got a shout out for Burke. Yep. What have they all got in common? Groundwater. The only place that we were getting any water for anything. Some towns are actually maintaining green spaces. You know, how good is that for our mental health, for our communities, to actually have somewhere they can go where there's some green in the middle of a drought. That precious Great Artesian Basin could do that for us. If we place it at risk or damage it, we're stuffed. So you all know the legacy that coal seam gas leaves? The legacy is pipes that go into the ground, 800 to 1,200 metres, through the good water in the Great Artesian Basin, into the coal seams. We have to rely then on those pipes and that concrete for the rest of time. For the rest of time. Anyone here knows metal and concrete don't last forever, right? I want my kids to be able to grow up in regional New South Wales. I want them, if they choose, to live in regional New South Wales. I want your kids to be able to do the same. And the only way that's going to happen is if we protect groundwater and make sure we get Santos to bugger off. Please join me in welcoming. They're going to come up and do a, a, a quick little threesome act. We've got Kate Fairman. That didn't come out the right way, sorry. Uh, Kate Fairman's Upper House member for the Greens, of course, and she represents Greens on coal and gas issues. Jeremy Buckingham over here. Jeremy's a member of the Upper House for the Legalised Cannabis Party, and I was in Parliament yesterday when he introduced his bill to outlaw CSG on the Liverpool Plains. It's fantastic work. And Dr Joe McGurr is an independent um, of the lower house and he's representing the electorate of Wagga Wagga. Over to you, three minutes collected. Hi everybody, just want to acknowledge of course that we're standing here on Gadigal land and we are standing very strongly also with the Gomoroi people to protect their country from the destructive and unnecessary and foolish Santos project. So 14 years ago, hundreds of farmers were standing right here in support of a bill that was being debated in the New South Wales Upper House that was put forward by Greens MP Lee Rhiannon. That didn't pass, but since then, communities right across this state 
have fought coal projects and coal seam gas projects, and some of them have won. So Shenhua, we know, the Greens have stood with communities every step of the way to fight these projects and to win. We stood with you in St Peter's and we won. We stood with you in Camden and we won. We stood with you in Gloucester and we won. We stood with you in Fullerton Cove and we won. We stood with you in Bentley and Casino and we won. This is what we are doing today. The Greens stand with you. We have for 14 years and more against this outrageous, destructive industry that is wrecking our land and water, wrecking traditional country and wrecking our climate. It is time to stop Santos. You're all amazing. We're going to do it. Thank you. Thanks, Kate. Joe McGurr here. I uh, just want to thank you all for coming today and also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands we meet on here and for all the, where you've come from, the lands that they are, that you come from, represent those traditional custodians. I'll be brief. Rural people matter, rural communities count, and so does the country they look after. You know, there's a lot of talk about social licence from the corporate world. There's a lot of city talk about social licence. Well, the last time I looked at social licence, it meant people and where they live, respect for people and respect for where they live. And I don't see social licence here. I just see a wrecking licence. So thank you for coming out to support our communities. Coal seam gas is a real threat to our food supply, our communities and the land that we treasure. And there are other corporate projects going on. I've been a great advocate on getting power lines underground because it's doing a similar thing to our communities. It's about corporate profit ahead of where we live. It's not a wasteland out there in rural New South Wales. There are communities and people who live there and sometimes we forget that in the city. So thank you once again. As Kate Fairman has said, and I support her on this, we'll make a difference. Thank you so much. Fantastic, thank you. And Jeremy, that's what a minute sounds like, just a little reminder. Okay. Thank you very much, Bernie. I too would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands upon which we meet, and also the Gomeroy people. Um, I have been campaigning against this industry for 10 years, and I will continue to do so in my new role with the Legalised Cannabis Party. Over a decade, we have seen communities rise up and push this industry out. Everywhere the community has risen up, they have won. So Santos, get the news, it's over. We are gonna stop you in your tracks. And over my dead body, will we allow an industry to come in, in an age of climate change, desecrate the Gomorrah nation, desecrate our food bowl, destroy our water for gas we do not need. I am making my vote in the parliament conditional on the Labor Party stopping this industry in this term of government. Chris Minns, if you want my vote, stop Santos absolutely in its tracks now. I've introduced a bill to prohibit any more coal seam gas in western New South Wales. 
And I'll tell you, the only person standing up in that place to defend Santos now is Mark Latham. So you know, you know you're in the last chance saloon. You know you're in the last chance saloon, Santos, if the only person that's defending you is Mark Latham. So I'm going to push my bill. I'll work with all people who will work with me to stop this industry. Santos, it's over. Get the news. You're listening to the Climate Action Show, and we're at the Stop Coal Seam Gas Rally in Sydney. Farmer from Gunnedah, which is, you know, the dead centre of all this trouble, and um, Xavier, with all of his mates and all the people at New South Wales Farmers, are doing their level best to get CSG out of that area. Please give it up for Xavier Martin. Thank you very much. And Australians, this is a really big problem that needs to be solved. And the people behind us, the majority of the MPs in the House behind us, have been unwilling to listen to us. So, so the decision makers need to know the practical impacts of their grand gas plans will have on our landscape. Because that landscape is where our food and fibre production occurs. And New South Wales Farmers is so concerned about the impact of the Narrabri gas project and the Trojan horse pipeline, the risks, the unmanageable risks to agriculture and the environment. And so we have actively opposed this project, presented, submitted, because just one aspect of it is absolutely critical to our survival as Australians in the landscape, and that's the protection of our precious water. It's, it's not just all about soil and air quality, it is about survival and water is critical for our communities. We don't all have a Warragamba up every valley. We don't. All our villages, our towns, all our farms, our native animals and domestic animals all rely on groundwater. And if you ruin the quality of that water and remove the quantity of it, what have you got left? Nothing. So placing agricultural production at risk in these communities is ridiculous. It's a no-brainer. All of us as society, our cornerstone of survival is food and clothing. We need to produce healthy plants and healthy animals, and that relies on healthy water. So we believe it's unfair that our members and all the communities that we work within have to face this risk when there are arguably much more cost-competitive sources of energy available. Former US President, Franklin D. Roosevelt once said, the nation that destroys its soil destroys itself. And we could perhaps add the words, and the nation that industrialises its landscape will be unable to feed itself. The reality we're dealing with here is all of us are being told that we must do without fossil fuels in the next decade. Well, what sort of plan is it to industrialise our food and, and fibre lands and come out the other end and say, look at the mess, we haven't got food and clothing. Thank you all. Just checking, yeah. All right, give it up again for the CWA and Joy Beans. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, members, community representatives, members of parliament, and of course, the Gomeroy community. Thank you for joining us today in this powerful display of unity and determination. 
I stand before you as the President of the Country Women's Association of New South Wales and I'm honoured to address such a passionate and dedicated crowd. Today we gather not just as individuals but as a community bound by shared concerns and aspirations. We come together with a single purpose, to voice our clear opposition to coal seam gas activities, particularly those encroaching upon the special agricultural lands of the Liverpool Plains, encroaching on underground water security and encroaching on the cultural and environmental assets of our communities. Our journey as the CWA of New South Wales on this critical issue has been one of evolution, of growth and of unwavering commitment to our rural communities. Our organisation, steeped in a rich history of supporting our communities, having turned 100 years old last year, initially, initially we approached this issue with a willingness to engage constructively with all parties involved. This is our way which also reflects how rural communities more broadly approach these matters. Over time, it became painfully clear that our concerns were falling on deaf ears. Neither the government, regardless of the political party in power, nor the powerful corporations like Santos, were willing to listen to the very people who bear the brunt of these developments. Our landholders and the rural communities. Our first foray into rallying on this issue was back in 2012. Some of you may have been there that day. And here we are again in 2023, with successive governments having done little to nothing to protect rural communities. As long as government and decision makers continue to fail the very people they are supposed to represent, we will keep coming back. For far too long, our communities have been told that we must bear the irreversible impacts of coal seam gas developments with our voices silenced and our concerns ignored. But we are here today together to declare loud and clear, enough is enough. CWA's journey from cautious engagement to unyielding opposition. We are all on that journey and we know other people who aren't here today who are somewhere along that timeline. If we can help bring people from too cautious engagement and then from cautious engagement to unyielding opposition to coal seam gas and the gas pipeline, we'll be doing a hell of a good thing. Thank you. Thank you to our speakers. We've got two more very short speakers and then we have got a bit of a surprise, we've got a pub rock anthem for you to go out on. But before we get there, we're going to hear from our final two speakers. First up, uh, from Unions New South Wales. Now, Vanessa Seagrove has been working her guts out on Unions New South Wales um, campaign backing the Gomorrah people in their fight against Santos. And while we're welcoming Vanessa, Let's give a shout out to these fellas here from the MUA. Those signs are bloody heavy and they've just been standing there in the sun. I know you do more than that, but like, you know, just for that as well. Well done. Vanessa Seagrove, Assistant Director, Unions New South Wales. Over to you. 
Thanks so much, Bernie. And g'day, everyone. How are we? Louder. How are we? Yeah, that's better. Uh, thank you for uh, coming along today. And of course, I want to pay my respects to the traditional owners, the Gadigal people of the Orient Nation, and in doing so, recognise that this land was never ceded, uh, and also standing alongside our Gomoroi uh, traditional owners that are here with us today. Thank you so much uh, for turning out, and no doubt uh, we will continue as a union movement to stand with Gomoroi. We took a decision going back uh, over a year ago, and we were welcomed up onto Gomoroi land, taken through the Pilliga by Sue Ellen uh, and a few other of the Gomoroi leaders, uh, and shown how precious this space is for all of us. And I want to make sure that I recognise that 65,000 years our traditional owners have been protecting this land. And I want to say thank you to the Gomoroi people who have fought to save the Pilliga. Because without the Pilliga, we have no security of food, we have no security of water, and we have no regions that can thrive. So thank you to the Gomoroi. I want to shout out, there's a number of unions here today, and, and shout out to uh, a number of the unions that have been absolutely standing solid with this campaign. Uh, I will start with the MUA and thank the retired members here on the stage who are absolute legends um, and have been up, uh, a few of them have been up with us to the Pilliga uh, and, uh, and up to Kuna Barabran. We spent, uh, I think, uh, the 12th of August, we did a big uh, rally up there in Narrabri uh, and, uh, and then went back to the local pub in Kuna Barabran and watched the, uh, the final shootout for the women's... Uh, women's soccer, which was fantastic. Uh, one of the best moments of my life, to have a pub full of unionists and Gomoroi uh, watching the women's soccer where we won that game. It was fantastic. Anyway, I digress. Uh, this is a really important campaign and uh, no doubt, as I've mentioned, uh, it's a fight for all of us. We will continue to stand with Gomoroi. Uh, as the union movement, we have stood alongside our brothers and sisters from our Indigenous nations. Uh, and I recognise uh, the Wave Hill walk-off uh, where I know the waterside workers were uh, instrumental uh, in supporting that walk-off where we managed to get some land rights recognised. Uh, so uh, here we are again in 2023, standing with Indigenous brothers and sisters. Land rights are not something that they can be played with. You can't just come in and put 850 gas seam welds on traditional country when the traditional owners have said, get stuffed. Uh, we say, piss off uh, Santos, uh, you're not welcome. And Gomoroi have made it very clear that they say no. So get out of the Pilliga and protect our water and protect our land. So I'm just gonna ask you to join with me. I think we've all learned it along the way, so it should be pretty easy. Of course you expect a unionist to do a chant before I get off the stage. Uh, so protect our water, protect our land. Oh, sorry, I started it wrong. Start again, start again. City and country, we stand. Protect our water, protect our land. City and country, united, we stand. 
protect our water, protect our land. Last one, make a big city and country united. We stand, protect our water, protect our land. To Doug Friend, yeah. Thanks, Bernie. Uh, I'd also like to pay my respects to the uh, traditional owners of the land here. Uh, and isn't it wonderful? It's such a fantastic crowd. Uh, Gomeroy culture and a real cross-section of community standing together to rid us of this ridiculous industry. So, I've got a question for you. Is it time to ban coal seam gas in New South Wales? I thought so, I thought so, thank you. Uh, like all farmers, we're on the Liverpool Plains. We love what we do and where we live. We work bloody hard and we face a lot of challenges. But we have all the ingredients to produce quality food forever. If we lose our water, we're stuffed. If our soil and water is contaminated, there is no more farming. If our climate continues to extremes, we simply can't grow enough to feed the world. The Queensland gas experiment, and in Narrabri so far, has shown us our fate. And I fear, up in Queensland, the worst is yet to come, with thousands of new wells under consideration. Liverpool Plains farmers will not take a dollar of gas money, for we know we will lose tenfold from the damage it creates. No matter how glossy the company brochure, and no matter how much regulation is put in place by this place, the science is clear. This industry is in direct conflict with the land. As countless other communities have done before, we are prepared to do whatever it takes. If the slow learners at Santos down there think we'll roll over and undo all the years of hard work keeping, keeping New South Wales gas free, they are so wrong. All we are asking is that politicians listen to their communities that have time and time again rejected this industry and voted for a smarter future. We demand today that all gas exploration licenses be removed from New South Wales. Don't gas our farms and don't gas our country. Thank you everyone, we won't let you down. Are you a 3CR subscriber? We really need our listeners to subscribe to the station. It helps us remain financially independent and is an important part of our community governance. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation and $300 solidarity. Become a 3CR subscriber today. 3CR Radical Radio. You're listening to the Climate Action Show and we're at the Stop Coal Seam Gas Rally in Sydney. And I will just say, singing along with the chorus is not optional. Mandatory, okay? You'll know how it goes. All right. Um, yep, as you just said, you know how it goes. You probably heard the angels sing a song in the past. Am I ever going to see your face again? Yep, 
All right, so there's a familiar chorus, um, but it's, are they ever gonna drill a hole again? No way, get frack, frack off. Went down to Coonabarra Brown on Gomeroy People's Land. The pillager was once pristine till Santos showed the hand. Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? Semis mining heavy machinery, destroying Aboriginal land, dumping the toxic chemicals. We must take a stand. Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? Without the government and the regulators, a no show. It's up to the unions to tell Santos where to go. They ever gonna drill a hole again? Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? We gotta stop these corporate criminals polluting our native sky. We'll do bloody anything to stop their fracking demise. Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? Can't stop the images I see before my eyes. We'll keep on fighting till Santos fracks off and dies. Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? 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 And Tommy, the nurse and the wharfie with the very clear message. Santos, no way, get frack, frack off. All right. Now, I want you to take that song with you. I want that to be the earworm for your life until we see an end to coal seam gas mining in the Pilliga and threats to the Liverpool Plains. In the meantime, a couple of quick announcements. Don't forget to text your message to Premier Chris Minns via this phone number here. Get that number in your phone and text that message. Also, if you want to hand deliver all those messages to Chris Minns' electoral office tomorrow, get in touch with Lock the Gate people anywhere. They're here. And please, would you give me a rousing, rousing show of support for all the groups who came here together and brought us here today, 
Lock the gate. Unions New South Wales. Uh, the um, CWA, the Country Women's Association New South Wales. Farmers New South Wales. And the Gomorrah people of the Pilliga. All right. And it's going to be a message, a concert, a historic concert with Gomorrah, Yidinji, Gadigal and other um, Indigenous Peoples Plus International delegates and they're sending a message to Santos and Adani. So the three o'clock concert is not sold out. You rock! I don't know where you are on your journey from cautious engagement to Ex, uh, relentless opposition, can't remember the exact words, but we're all here doing what we can to stop this disgusting work by Santos. So one more time, one last chant, city and country, united we stand, protect our water, protect our land. A kuku kaka kintame, a banage barekeo, banage barekeo, a banage barekeo. Bolo, did anyone bang and bang and bolo? Bolo, did anyone bang and bang and bolo? A kuku kaka kintame, a kuku kaka kintame, a banage barekeo, a banage barekeo. Kenbora, Kenbora, don't be anyone. Kenbora, Kenbora, don't be anyone. A cuckoo kaka kinda me. A cuckoo kaka kinda me. A panagay barake. A panagay barake. Hi, Alani. To recap. You've been listening to the Climate Action Show and a rally to stop coal seam gas in New South Wales. We heard from Sue Ellen Teague, Cara Kinchella and Bubbly Wetherill from Gomoroi People, Roy Butler, Kate Fairman, Joe McGurr and Jeremy Buckingham from New South Wales Parliament, Xavier Martin and Doug Friend, who are farmers, and Joy Beeves from the Country Women's Association, and then Vanessa Seagrove from Unions New South Wales with two singers. I didn't catch their names, but one is a, is a Wharfie and one is a nurse. Bernie Hobbs was the MC. And to find out more, check out Lock the Gate Alliance or CSG Free Northwest. That's all one word, csgfreenorthwest.org.au. The question arises, what is the big picture for LNG? According to Bill McKibben's article that's just in, it seems like the next big fight. Here are some excerpts. To put it simply, with the invention of fracking, America, Canada and Australia ended up with huge supplies of fossil gas. It's not really needed. We could more cheaply and much more cleanly power the world with sun, wind and batteries. But if that happened, the people who own these reserves would have to forego the hundreds of billions of dollars they would get for selling that gas. That is unacceptable to them. They would far rather break the planet. 
So they're in an all-out sprint to get it to market as fast as they can, mostly by exporting it round the world. In the US, there are already seven giant LNG export terminals, and there are plans for at least 20 more, mostly along the Gulf of Mexico in Louisiana and Texas, which are close by the giant gas fields of the Permian Basin. Under the arcane rules of global carbon accounting, exporting hydrocarbons don't count against our total. That means each nation's total. They are the problem of the country that eventually burns them, in this case, mostly in Asia. But the atmosphere doesn't care. Once burned, the carbon quickly disperses around the globe, heating the entire planet. Just a single proposed terminal, the so-called CP2 LNG plant proposed for Cameron Parish in Louisiana, would over its lifetime be associated with 20 times the greenhouse gas emissions of the huge Willow oil complex that Biden controversially approved early this year. The industry insists that selling gas overseas helps slow climate change because it could replace coal. But scientists in recent years have shown that leaking methane makes fracked gas at least as bad for the climate as coal. And in any event, scientists and diplomats have in recent years embraced the idea of net zero instead of the slow incremental transition from one fuel to the next. We're simply out of time to use natural gas as a bridge to a cleaner future. We have to make the jump to renewable energy and ironically, that is what kept the Texas power grid running during this year's summer heatwave. The International Energy Agency said in 2021 that we had to stop building a new fossil fuel infrastructure right now. The best example of what they were talking about are the giant plants proposed along the Gulf of Mexico. The good news is that the administration could put the kibosh on these expansion plans. The less good news is that the administration probably doesn't especially want to do this. The gas industry was very chummy with the Obama-Biden administration. The White House and the EU congratulated themselves this summer on their success in meeting last winter's energy challenge, supplying gas to Europe, and they pledged to deliver as much again this year. Defending Ukraine is not an excuse for setting up plants with 40-year lifetimes that will devastate the climate. And the hard news, of course, is that challenging Biden during the election year will pit him against a fascist and climate denier president. And it's tricky at the best. For today, let me just say, this is Bill McKibben speaking, I come away from this reporting exercise convinced that if the LNG build-out continues, here and in Canada and Australia, its sheer size will overwhelm all our efforts to rein in global warming. But I'm also convinced it's the last big gasp of this industry and that if we can somehow stop it, then the switch to clean and renewable energy will come far more rapidly around the world. A lot is on the line. So that was Bill McKibben's latest article in The New Yorker. It's called The Biden Administration's Next Big Climate Decision. You can find it on the show notes at Climate Action 3CR.
Gomery people are holding the line against Santos gas in the Pilliga, New South Wales. But here is a quiz to see if you have the big picture. It's worth finding the answers out yourself because it gives you a much, a very big idea of how Australia is a big player. Check out our website, Climate Action 3CR, to see the questions again and where to email your answers. A prize will be sent to you for the first correct answers. Number one. How much gas does Australia export in million tonnes? Two, where do we export it to? Three, where are the top four LNG export terminals? Number four, where is Shell's prelude gas processing facility? Here's a clue. It's floating and it's half a kilometre long. So it's a floating gas processing terminal. Where is it? Number five, what do Tunisia, France, Quebec and Victoria have in common with regard to fracking? So five questions. Find them written out on the show notes for this particular show on Climate Action 3CR. I think we should know the names of the people making money out of gas nowadays. They are BG Group, Santos, Origin, Woodside, Chevron, Inpex and Shell. They are not often on TV explaining why they are defying the International Energy Agency. But if, as McKibben says, the next big battle is to take them on, their names should be household words. My name is Vivian Langford. Good night. And good luck. This is coal. Don't be afraid. The Don't treasure. be scared. It's coal. It's coal. It's coal. Tune in every Monday at 5pm to hear the Climate Action Radio Show. We've got to stop these corporate criminals polluting our native sky. We'll do bloody anything to stop their fracking demise. Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? Can't stop the images I see before my eyes. We'll keep on fighting till Santos fracks off and dies. Are they ever gonna drill a hole again? 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 The science is crystal clear. You've only got to turn on the telly every night and you can see it. So why are Woodside, this company, wanting to produce so much poisonous gas which will build the temperature problems of the climate crisis over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 and even planning out past 2050? It is a corporate 
moral and cultural crime that they are committing. It's time for Woodside to stop. It's time to put whales, marine life and our future ahead of greenhouse gas emissions and money.